Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Mark Schindler, Dave Dufour, the God is producing, and holy shit, Mark. Jimmy Butler, great player or greatest player? Man, I, I'm, I'm ready to take the second option after the last two games. 50-plus uh, in, in Game 4, 42 in Game 5, and just an absolutely nuclear performance. He was, he was unreal tonight, man. Jimmy Butler fell out of the air, hit an alley-oop, ascended to overtime. Uh, just of all the Jimmy Butler plays I've ever seen, that was the one where I literally screamed, holy shit, I can't believe that just happened, which honestly has happened a lot during this playoff run. But he, I mean, listen, Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players of all time. And it's for moments like this where he just does things that don't make sense in the biggest moments to create the most unexpected results. Yeah, Jimmy had this quote after game uh, after game four, you know, talking about like, oh, you know, I'm not. He's uh, like, you know, I, I don't think that playoff Jimmy is a thing. I think, you know, I'm just out there hooping. I'm like, no, nah, man, <laughs> stop. Bullshit, like, man. Come Fuck on, that's, that's, that's that. complete, com- complete crock of shit. Um, yeah, I mean, the exactly like you mentioned, like he took 10 threes tonight. When is the last time we can think about him taking? Yeah, wait, that that's I feel like we got to uh, we, we got to show him for that. But forget about it. Who cares? Jimmy Buckets, gonna get buckets, absolutely. He had 14 points in the fourth quarter. In only seven and a half minutes, they beat the Bucks 32 to 16 in the fourth quarter of an elimination game. Um, I mean, Mark, th- this this is one of the most remarkable series in NBA history. Yeah. Uh, when you think about what he did as a whole, um, and what this team looked like all year, like considering they're the eighth seed, there really hasn't been a point throughout the year where they were a home court advantage team or felt like they should be. And here we are now. We have yep. Heat Knicks. Uh, here we are. Call up Alonzo Mourning. Call up Pat Ewing. Get to John Starks. Uh, he was at a game like two nights ago. Let's see what can happen, man. Actually, I brought my Walkman with me to Atlanta just to get into the vibe. But, okay, l- before we get into the Bucks, can, we under- can you help me understand why Jimmy Butler is doing what he's doing right now? What are the things that he was able to do against Milwaukee's defense? How did he carve them up? You know, he's a guy that just, he doesn't blow by you with speed. He just kind of hops around in the different spots, gets a little, like, floater off. He's able to just, like, fly into Giannis and hang in the air and then dunk it over him. Like, what were the things that Jimmy did that made it actually work against this team? Yeah, I think something that my Milwaukee really struggled with is that they just didn't have anyone who could really hang with him in isolation. Um, and to to Miami's credit too, it's not just that; it's not just one on one play. I thought overall they were. What makes Jimmy so interesting is the way that you can use him to get him going as a scorer. Like they'd use him as a, as a screener to get him going. You know, like get get him onto the short roll and then attack off the dribble from there. Or 
obviously like you can have him running off screens and then into to getting and into attacking i thought tonight too they were especially with kevin love playing like they were making a huge effort to get out as quick as possible in transition and really not let the bucks defense get set um but with jimmy i mean like i he's stronger than than drew holiday which very few players who aren't seven hard to can do. say yeah for sure um west matthews just could not stay in front of him uh grayson allen good luck Chris Middleton, even though he had a, a pretty good offensive game tonight, like he's been really rough defensively the entire series. Like they were, they were showing and recovering with him defensively. A lot of the series, and that's something I'd love to to ask Bud about just to get his perspective on because I I haven't really understood that one. Um, and, against Miami to do a hedge and recover against Miami of all teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially to just considering you're using a small forward to do it. It's not. It's not what you'd expect. Um, just a a really weird series where you saw a lot of the uh, faults and lack of athleticism and just aged outness of of what this this rotation is for the Bucks right now. That's the interesting question. So, okay, Giannis. He had 38 points and 20 rebounds. He 14 for 27 from the field. Phenomenal. 10 for 23 from the line in the game they lost by two points. It's like you hate to say it, but I mean, the guy got to the line 23 times and only made 10 of them. That's absolutely shocking. Um, they went 28 for 45 overall from the line. But that's what's remarkable is they lost a game where they got to the line 28 more times than their opponent. Like that is absolutely dumbfounding. Yeah, it was wild because um, you have this and I mean... <laughs> The the Heat really weren't getting anything from the bench. Like Caleb Martin was not his game tonight. Kyle Lowry actually had some really solid moments, ends up fouling out. But then, okay, you're scrounging with 25 minutes of Cody Zeller and Duncan Robinson. Um, and again, this is, this just comes back to what Jimmy was able to do. And I thought, you know, Bam didn't shoot super well from the field. That overall, I thought he had a pretty good game, but. Outside of those two, I mean, you get the Gabe. We, we haven't even talked about Gabe Vincent yet. Gabe Vincent was huge tonight in terms of just having another player who who could really get into the teeth of the defense, kick kickstart some things. Was really good from deep. Um, obviously competitive defensively. Uh, his play was huge, and I'm interested to see if they keep him in the starting lineup moving forward. Because obviously, you know, Tyler Hero is probably going to continue to miss some time. Um, and then Kevin Love, like Kevin Love. Took all of his shots from three tonight, went five of 11 from deep, threw a few charges, fouled out. It was a perfect Kevin Love game. Listen, man, the Bucks they had to win this game, and they missed 17 free throws. The Miami Heat took 17 free throws. Just never seen anything like this before. But we got to move on because another team got eliminated. The New York Knicks, they knocked out the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I'm not sure if this one is more shocking. I guess it can't be because it's a 5-4, but I don't think anybody in the world thought the Knicks were just going to trounce the Cleveland the way they did. Uh, yeah, I don't think Cleveland thought they were going to either. Um, this was <laughs> a, a really tough series uh, for the Cavs, and I think kind of a really important inflection point in looking at uh, things that they need to do in the offseason to address where they're headed. Um I think that it's, you you know, you don't want to come out too high or too low from this. I think some of the playoff takeaways can be a little much. Donovan Mitchell was still largely really good in this series, didn't have his best shooting performance tonight. But, um, and I thought similarly to, to, to Darius as well, the issue was the front court. Like I thought Jarrett particularly 
was really rough on both ends. Like he just um, was kind of caught in no man's land a lot defensively, offensively. Like I, I just recalled, you know, in Washington, I think I was halfway through the third quarter. I'm like, you know, I feel like I haven't even heard his name mentioned tonight. Um, honestly, like, and I think this is not to denigrate Evan Mobley. I think he's a great young talent. I'm really excited about where he's headed. He got better this year. But point blank period, like his scoring and where it needs to get to is not where I think it gets mentioned at sometimes. Like there's a lot of work that needs to come into his intermediate game and his ability to attack the the defense one-on-one because that was a struggle for them against the Knicks. Mitchell Robinson was the best front court player in this series. I would not have guessed that coming in. I didn't expect that coming in. He had 11 offensive rebounds tonight. Part of that is him being incredibly good attacking pockets and finding openings, but part of that is on the Cavs as well. A lot of that is on the Cavs as well. Um, they, I mean, he just beat the shit out of them point blank period in the paint today and, and the entire series. Okay, uh, Jalen Brunson, superstar or super wrist of stars after this one? <laughs> uh, I'll go superstar. Uh, I'm probably not even at superstar with him. He was really, really damn good in this and, and the entire series, but... Um, I think this just comes down to the the overall depth for this Knicks team is so good, man. Like you had with Julius out tonight. Like obviously Julius got he he re-injured his ankle earlier in the game. Went came back out in the street clothes. Obi Toppin, like guy who has kind of not struggled to be in the rotation, but struggled to get a bigger role, ends up with twelve points. Hits two corner threes. Uh, is flying around out there. Like, Emmanuel quickly didn't have his best offensive series in this, um, you know, against the Cavs, but defensively still brought it, did a lot of good things getting the offense going. But, man, Brunson in this uh, overall, what he did in this series was, yeah, it was I'm not there with the he's better than Donovan Mitchell thing, um, but I, I, I get why people are saying it. <laughs> I it's hard to to stare people in the eye and say, well, I can't understand where you're coming from. But to me, sneakily, like the biggest thing here is like the the stretch of games that RJ just had in this five game series has been just about the best stretch of games he's played all season. Um, and that is absolutely crucial for the Knicks making a continued run in the postseason. Discovered the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green. D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. All right, we got to move on and talk about future six-man of the year, Draymond Green. 
He had 21 points off the bench, 8 for 10 shooting. The Warriors have pulled it off. They have not finished off, but they've at least turned the series around. They are now up 3-2 on the Kings. They beat the 123 to 116, and the Warriors kind of look like the Warriors again. Yeah. Um, as much as you know, you look at the final stat line, you know, Steph really pulled it in late, but Clay was just kind of unconscious early on. He's hitting like leaner threes, he's bombing from 30 feet. Um, he just felt like he was gonna make anything tonight. Um, and overall, I thought, you know, you just saw um from the Kings, it, it it just never felt like the defense was quite where it needed to be. Again, I think it's always worth noting what the pace is between these two teams. I still feel like both teams played pretty well defensively. It just comes down to how quick they're playing, the kinds of shots they're getting to, and how in tune you have to be across the board, one through five, to, to really keep teams off the board. Um, as much as it looked like Fox was going to have just this awesome game early, he had a really rough stretch throughout the middle with just his, his shooting from the floor, he was turning over the ball a little bit. You could tell the hand was really bothering him on drives and he wasn't getting downhill as much. Um, I think he hit all three of his threes were uh, in the first quarter. Um, then obviously had, you know, he, he came up big in the fourth when they, they closed the gap again. But I think you saw some of the, the struggles for them when they really lacked a little bit of that instant offense, that ability for him to really get to the rim, get into the interior and, and get to his float game. And, and touch around the rim. Um, and I think that was a big difference for them tonight. Another big difference. This is a stat muse had this. This is just spectacular. Playoff games with 20 rebounds, five assists, and under five points. Bill Russell won. Will Chamberlain won. Kevon Looney three fucking times. You know, I think if uh if you'd given me the multiple choice on that one, I probably could have gotten it. Um, <laughs> but because that is just very Kevon Looney, but yeah, it's been fun because he he struggled at points in the series. Not not to say that he's been bad, but I think that you know, especially in the first two games, he really struggled to find his footing a little bit. And he's been stellar um, since they got to the bay, and since they obviously came back in this game, uh, he really controlled the glass. I think he's continued to defend to, to defend Sabonis really well, especially considering you know they're playing uh, mostly one on one against Sabonis. Like they're not really. Uh, having anything go into um uh they're not really sending help towards Domas because they don't want to open up the passing and the cutting lanes uh so that's been really interesting to watch how that's continued to grow out and I thought honestly Sabonis had a good game tonight minus the turnovers um but yeah really big game from Looney tonight always comes through okay last one that we have to get to here uh the Lakers they look like they were running away with it and the Grizzlies have snatched this series right back they win 116 and 99. Lakers are still up, but Bain and Jaw finally had great games together. Yeah. Uh, Bain was like the story in this one. Obviously, you know, seeing Jaw get to that have what, what's been largely his best game of the playoffs so far. I mean, 31 points, 10 boards, seven assists on really good efficiency. He was incredible, but I thought, again, you just the way that, that Dez continues to attack the paint and be able to, to get to the rim, uh, open things up as a secondary playmaker. And then obviously, you know, he, he got into his bag as a three-point shooter a little bit too, creating his own shots. And um, that was awesome to see. The other thing too, I mean, it was it was wild because, and I, I don't want to be too harsh with this. I still think like the defense matters and has, has been good from him. Dylan Brooks was three of 15 from the floor tonight, and it just felt like he was never going to stop shooting. And... <laughs> 
Like, there was a point where I think the Grizzlies were up, like, 15 already in the first half, and Dylan's, like, one of eight. And it's just like, dude, if if they have, like, any replacement-level player right now in that spot, then they're up 20. And, again, that's not to take away from it. It's just it was a weird game in that regard. Um, and then you look to the to the Lakers, and, I mean, you saw the level that they have to be at. Like when when they are getting this version of LeBron James, they're not going anywhere. To be completely honest, um, like he was not getting downhill at at, at will. Um, the shot from outside was, I mean, so gone from him. And do not look at the the shooting numbers from three for him in the series, because uh, it's not pretty. Um, it just this nine. is just v- it very much this felt like one of those games where it was like. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is looking a little bit rusty, a little bit old, and I, 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 I mean that that will probably change in the next game. But you get a really good AD game, and you struggle with this. Like, and to be fair too, like I thought Jaron Jackson was awesome defensively tonight. This this team was just really locked in with what they were bringing defensively for the Grizzlies as a whole. Um, but yeah, you saw some some of the limitations from the Lakers tonight. All right, well, the limitation for this show is 50 minutes, and so we're going to have to wrap it up here. Mark Schindler, incredible night of basketball, incredible analysis from you. I think we said the F word at least 10 times in the show, so I was very happy with it. Dave, I hope you bleeped us all out. He's Dave before He is our producer, and this is The Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA. Ding, ding, y'all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.